Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So you are not going to believe this shibbity doodoo. Also, hello, my friends, and yes, welcome to yet another episode of Ups and Downs. I mean, there's two today because wrestling keeps firing out the shows. And we did go to Saudi Arabia, and we did have Crown Jewel. And within about 10 minutes, this was my face because I could not believe what life had presented to me. Let's up those downs. But yeah, on the pre-show, it was JD McDonough taking on Sami Zayn. And Sam hit the halluva kick. And he hit the least devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the Blue Thunderbomb. And did it work? Yes! Yes, it did. So I lost my damn mind and straight away everyone on the internet is all like, oh yeah, Simon, but he beat AJ Styles with it once. That's my point, you absolute goobers. Go and look at the success rate of this maneuver. It sucks. So I couldn't believe it. I, mean, I actually fell on the floor and started having convulsions and I had to check that I hadn't entered the Phantom Zone. Thankfully, I surveyed the area and I couldn't see General Zod, so I thought I was okay. So honestly, I am going to give it an up just because this shocked me more than CM Punk returning at Survivor Series if that were to happen. I mean, the Blue Thunderbomb won a match. I mean, what's next? Me with hair? You'd love to see it. Maybe, maybe not. Up. When we probably had our match of the night. Because it was Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. And in many ways, this was like watching a Pokemon that had evolved in the middle of the death thing. I mean, look at Seth and Drew together. It also massively benefited because if you put a gun to my head, there's no way that I could call this. And given what we did do here, Drew McIntyre should absolutely be the World Heavyweight Champion in at least a couple of months. He even caught Seth Rollins off a dive at one point and just started laying into him when we got these chops. So you hear this for a while. But Rollins had a much better idea and he kneed Drew right in the head. I was like, yeah, that'll do it. This led to the Falcon Arrow, but when Seth went for the damn superplex, that got turned into the Future Jock TDT when we got our first one-two-ooh. And from here, it was just escalation, escalation, because WWE really wanted you to believe that the Scottish Warrior was going to win. Now, Ronald was able to finally score with a dive, which was a lovely life lesson. Never give up on your dreams. At this point, I was like, wait a minute. Isn't Seth Rollins meant to have a bad back? I think they remembered too, because McIntyre threw him into the sim of the still steps, and the commentary team were like, oh no, he's back. Then in about 10 seconds, we totally forgot again. McIntyre then went for the Claymore when Seth Rollins ducked, and he came back with the curb stomp, and honestly, the ref went one, the ref went two, and the crowd went ooh, because Drew McIntyre kicked out. 
That's when I knew we were in for a roller coaster ride. We were doing WrestleMania finishes. It then happened the other way around too because Rollins went for the Phoenix Splash, totally missed, and he got claypawed, and we got another one to ooh. So I started stroking my non-existent beard and itching myself for some reason. What the flub is going to happen? What we did do though is the back and forth then continued, and because Seth had hit Drew with so many moves, eventually McIntyre stumbled into the pedigree, so Rollins gave the curve stomp and he got the one, two, three. So now, Drew can have no more excuses. And do you know what a man at the edge of his tether does when he has no more excuses? He turns heel. When this does happen as well, it's going to be beautiful, because I would argue that across the entire wrestling landscape, Drew's character arc is one of the more interesting. So yeah, this was the match of the night, as I've already said. Giving it up. We got shenanigans too, because Damian Priest's music then hit, so everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's gonna cash in his money in the bank. Which he was going to do when a hooded man <laughs> jumped out of the audience, he took out Damien, and he ran off with the briefcase. What? So one, bring down the crime counter, because that is theft, and two, this was Sami Zayn, which means Sami went into the crowd and put this hood on just in case this happened. That is a weird thing to do. I did like this though, because we haven't teased this for a while, and you do want to keep the fact that Damien Priest is Mr. Money in the Bank in your head. So yeah, plus it all tied in, because then we cut to the back, Drew McIntyre was all like, man, I'm such a sad panda. When Rhea Ripley walked by, I was all like, ha, 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 you should have listened to me. And maybe he will. As we had just seen the women's champion too, we went right into that match. So it was Rhea Ripley taking on Shayna Baszler, taking on Nia Jax. Taking <laughs> on Raquel Rodriguez, taking on Zoe Stark. I think I just said somebody's name twice there. I don't know. I mean, it's basically half the roster. Now, it was always going to be a bit chaotic because we did have five people. But essentially, the early story was, Nia Jax is a monster, and she's going to squish everyone. So she got to squishing. She really was throwing everybody around too, including Rhea. And this is when we do need to give Ripley more props, because she was selling for everyone. I mean, at one point, she got hit with a Zoe 360, and she fell to the floor like she was dead. And that also resulted in a pretty good one to ooh. Jax had to break it up. So I suppose Zoe can now claim, uh, excuse me, I was about to win the championship, as Raquel Rodriguez may be able to too, because she hit the bomb of power, and she too got a near fall. That one just didn't work. Baszler then decided she had been left out, so she was applying triple submissions. And I still find it kind of crazy. She's basically an afterthought at the moment, even though she retired Ronda Rousey. So for goodness sake, go out there and get a story for her yesterday. Around about this point too, Rhea had decided, you know what, I'm going to hit an avalanche riptide because I'm just that kind of a guy. And given that she saw that Raquel Rodriguez was about to pin Shayna Baszler, she basically did this riptide onto every single person when she looked at Baszler and thought, you have been totally mushed because she was on the bottom. One, two, three. So Rhea Ripley did retain her title and I thought we all saw that coming. Though I don't really get what the direction is now. But as I always tell you, and I will tell you again, as big as a star as she is right now, in 2024, the nightmare is going to get even bigger. You can just smell it. This was fine. Up. When Sola Sokoa killed John Cena. I'm not kidding. I mean, that is hyperbole, but still. And it kind of ties into John Cena's feud with Austin Theory, because maybe he thought that one didn't work, and now he's turned his attention to Solo. He's trying to make him into a megastar. Because this basically went, Sokoa destroys, Sokoa destroys, Sokoa destroys. Cena comes back with one of his moves, Sokoa doesn't care about it, and it goes back to the destroyer. Even the STFU didn't work because Solo just came back with a hip attack. And when Cena went for the five-knuckle shuffle, Sokoa was like, well, I'm just going to hit you with a Samoan drop. This is totally fine. He is Samoan. He then kept on going for the spike, and John was able to avoid it to begin with. 
But when he eventually did score with it, he hit it again, and he hit it again, and he hit it again, and he hit it again, to the point I think he had decided, well, I'm not a big fan of the larynx, so I'm going to rip John Cena's out and eat it. I mean, this got so brutal, that kid from The Simpsons turned up, was all like, stop, stop, he's already dead. And Solo Sokoa must have agreed, because he pinned Cena for the one, two, three, and once again, mark this down as a distraction. So if you do want to call it a squash, I totally get it. And afterwards, Cena sold this like, oh, I'm definitely done. And he's probably not done. And what will happen is we'll get to WrestleMania 40 and he shall finally vanquish Solar Sokoa. But if we treat this right, I tell you, come 2024, we're back there again. Solo can become the tribal chief. This was very well done and really quite surprising. I mean, look at my face up. And then we got some nonsense next. Why not? Now look, this wasn't necessarily designed for you, and it wasn't necessarily designed for me, but it was designed for the people in the arena on this evening. And sometimes that's just what you gotta do, and you just gotta accept it. Because The Miz did indeed welcome out local celebrity Ibrahim al Hajiz, and then Grayson Waller came out and said, I don't like you, so The Miz beat up Grayson when Ibrahim hit the people's elbow. And he did it with the biggest smile on his face, and I was like, good for you, son. Good for you. So once again, if you did look out in the fans, you could just see all their smiling faces. So no up, no down. I wasn't massively enjoying it, but I wasn't massively against it. Well, I suppose I did enjoy it because again, it's nice to be nice and it's nice to see people enjoying nice things. I don't know how we got here. Let's just move. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Because out came Logan Paul and he has now come of age because he is the brand new United States heavyweight champion of the world. That's not what it's called. I mean, this is always going to happen eventually, but still. Logan Paul is some kind of wrestling savant. He's only like his eighth match. And if he does decide to take it seriously, as in go full time, he could easily become the world champion. I ain't kidding you. He is that good. It massively doesn't hurt that he was working Rey Mysterio either, one of the best of all time. And yet, at one point, Rey went for this springboard moonsault and it looked like he was going to land on his head. And Logan became some kind of wrestling veteran because he caught him and gave him a power slam. Now, this has caused a mass debate online with people saying, oh my gosh, Logan was in the wrong position. But that ain't the point. Even if he was to blame, 
he was still able to move himself into the right position and this move looked really cool. Again, my friends, he's only had eight matches and he is miles further along than some people that have been doing it for 10 years. Paul also hit his buckshot lariat that he hit to breakneck speed, so it looked so damn good. When we went back to SummerSlam, because some member of his team passed him the brass knucks. And I was like, what are you doing, WWE? Stop letting him get away with this. I really didn't want to be punched in the face with a weapon, so he pushed Logan Paul into reading the ring post, when finally Stantos Escobar came down to chase away Logan Paul's friends. And I was like, yeah, this is illegal behavior. Santos also got his hands on these knucks, but man, he was a silly billy, because as he was chasing people away, he put them on the ring apron. So as soon as Rey Mysterio had hit the 619 and he was going for the splash, Logues had these things, he punched Rey in the face and he beat him. As I already told you, he's now got gold around his waist. I also thought this was really damn clever too, because you can play this both ways. Either one, Santos did make a mistake here, or two, as we have been talking about, Escobar is going to go heel on Rey Mysterio. So while it looked like he placed them there by accident, actually, he was setting up Logan Paul. What a dastardly individual. And sure, yeah, if I do say that, it makes no sense why he would chase away Logan's friends. That's not the point. It's wrestling. and Sometimes that is allowed to be the answer. Why did this happen? Because wrestling. I can't even get mad at Logan Paul either, because I actually hope this leads to him performing more. Because again, I enjoy it. I thought this was pretty damn good. Up. When we had more fun and more sports entertainment and another angle that could play out later on down the line. Where was Io Sky versus Bianca Belair for the other women's championship? And to begin with, Bianca was just bipping her around before Sky was like, well, I'm done with this. And she went after Bianca's knee. Always works. Belair still hit all these suplexes as Io Sky just got faster and faster. This was, I was like, listen to me, Ether. We should do more of these two. They've got good chemistry. There was a massive shame the crowd wasn't massively into this because I think they were exhausted from seeing John Cena lose and Logan Paul win. But that all changed when all of a sudden Bailey arrived and everybody was like, wait a minute, I think some shenanigans are going to happen. They were totally correct. And this really was the ultimate in distractions too because not only Bianca Belair was like, oh no, it's Bales. But Io Sky looked at her like, what are you doing here, Mother Hubbard? Because I guess they'd have a conversation in the back. And she had told Bailey, don't you dare do it. And now she was defying her. Sky then used Bianca's hair to her advantage. And I was like, man, Belair, you're going to have to get this, like, signified as some kind of illegal weapon because people keep doing this to you. But it really did work because they spilled out to the side and Io Sky hit a moonsault to the floor. I was like, she's crazy. Bailey kept casting distraction too, which actually got everybody in a kerfuddle because all of a sudden Bianca Belair was able to use that and she was about to win until she didn't. Because for her protection, kayfabe-wise, we got a massive surprise on a Saudi Arabia show, maybe the biggest one yet, because who returned to WWE to align herself with the champion? It was flipping Kyrie Sane. Now she pushed Bianca Belair right into Rita the Ring post where we teased the count out, but actually it didn't matter because as soon as Bianca got back in the ring, Io Sky hit the moonsault and we got the one and we got the two and damn it, we got the three. Bailey also sold this big two because she was like, what is Kyrie Sane doing here? And after this, Io Sky and Kyrie absolutely whipped Bianca Belair's ass. And do you know what we've done here? We have planted the seeds for the breakup of damage control because Bales ain't going to like this at all. Well, I actually thought in terms of narrative, they're good up. And then Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest had a match. Good for them. Now that is a little harsh, 
but there's just not more we need to say about it. I mean, on this show, we were got told that as Survivor Series, it is going to be war games. So we just did a bunch of distractions here to justify the fact that we're having the games of war. It looked like Cody had this one early on when he did hit the crossroads, but then here came JD McDonough, and here came Finn Balor, and they were getting the ring, and Cody didn't know what was going on. So Damian Priest hit the big choke slam, but that didn't work. So Dominic came out with a chair when Jay Uso finally decided, oh, well, I'm supposed to be helping Cody Rhodes. I guess he was on the toilet or something. Because it was all a fracas, Rhodes was able to hit the Cody Cutter and then three crossroads to hit the pin. And my word, does he like to do a trilogy of finishes? And he's been doing it for the last five years. So yeah, once again, you can see how this is going to set up war games. But I suppose that makes all the sense in the world. And they do feel like two megastars at the moment. Can't get mad at that. Up. But we shall just do it here, especially because it does tie into the main event. Even though you can justify it, WWE is using the trope of interference and distraction way too much. And once again, I do get it, but you can still get something and realize that we are overdoing it. Because yeah, if you go through this thing and Raw and SmackDown, everybody has to go through this. And now I just expect it. You don't want that. It's meant to be a surprise. It's meant to be a shock. Down. And speaking of that too... Yes, it was time for the main event. Now, this was an odd watch in 2023, because as we're all nerds, we sat there and we were like, well, look, Roman Reigns isn't going to lose. Now isn't the time. So the goal is to make LA Knight come out the other side, feeling like a superstar and a main eventer. By Jove, I think we did it. The fans had all these yeah signs as well, which just added to it. And after LA Knight had absolutely whooped the Tribal Chief's ass to begin with, Roman spilled to the outside and he was like, well, Paul Heyman, what do you think we should do? I was like, what are you asking him for? What's he going to say? Try again? Maybe he did, because all of a sudden Reigns was in control. This is when the head of the table took over, and he did that thing when he hits a big move, and he just walks around saying stuff. And lots of people don't like this. I just want to tell you, I love it. Because some of the stuff he comes out with is so funny, I very much enjoy the Roman Reigns character. Knight then did this great dodge work off a spear where he was able to hit his big superplex. But of course, Sola Sokoa had been clued up, and as soon as this did happen... He came out to cause distraction. I mean, the referee didn't know what was going on, so Jimmy Uso was here and he attacked LA Knight. But that is when Roman hit him with a Superman punch and he hit him with the spear and we got a one-two-oo. Now look, I get it. Everyone kicks out of the spear. But actually, when you go through the list, it just puts LA Knight in phenomenal company. Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre. So once again, WWE now sees him as a main eventer. The absolute best one-two-oo of the night followed, though, because LA Knight was able to hit the blunt force trauma. And just when he was about to get the three, Jimmy Uso put Roman's foot onto the rope, and I tell you this, bless this Jimmy Uso, he was like a magician. He did everything possible so the referee couldn't see him. I appreciated the effort. It also means that now, yeah, LA Knight can say that he did have this man beat. Sadly, he went and lost. Because LA totally forgot he was in a match, and he went and threw Jimbo through a table. But then because he was by Barry Barricade, Roman Reigns speared him through bears. That was unnecessary. He's already dead. He put him back in the ring. He hit the super spear. Uno, dos, tres. And once again, I do understand this whole bit has become a little bit long in the tooth, but I've already explained this. I still feel like LA Knight is right up here. And if he beats like Logan Paul for the US title, that ain't going to do him any harm. So in terms of a bit of business, it is getting it up. Which did indeed bring us to the end of the Saudi Arabia show. And look, it was a mixed bag. Some matches felt like they were kind of just there. And others felt like they were progressing, especially towards Survivor Series. But it flew by. It's only around about three hours. 
I shall give it an up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let us know what you thought about the last WWE Premium Live event. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for Smackdown. I mean, it would be weird to watch that now, but do it anyway. You can leave the room. I don't care. But more importantly, go to whatculture.com, follow us on social media, and have yourselves a wonderful day. As you can probably tell, I am very, very sick and need to go lay down, which is what I shall do when I shall wake up and watch more wrestling, because that's my life. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.